Hey everyone, just a quick disclaimer before this podcast starts. Unfortunately, because we had recorded this podcast outdoors, there is quite a bit of wind noise um, during the recording. We have tried to minimize it as much as possible, but in some places it still may be present. I guess you live and you learn and we've we're trying to improve our quality every time and um, learn from this. So next time we will definitely do better. Thank you. And I still hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the University Podcast. Today we're at a very special location on the Opera House steps in Sydney. And I am joined with one of my very good friends from uni, Angelica. Hi everyone, nice to meet you. So today we're going to be talking about anxiety. Um, So a lot of uni students suffer from anxiety. And Angelica, what are your experiences with anxiety? So I've been a sufferer from anxiety for quite a few years. Um, to be honest, I can't really remember much of my life aside from potentially early childhood where I wasn't an anxious person. Um, and I started therapy when I was about 14 or 15 years old in year nine. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in therapy today. It's something that, um, I've been doing for years on and off. So there are periods in my life where I'll be there every fortnight or every week seeing my therapist and then other times I won't need to see her for months Um, but I think it has been a really important part of my progress um, struggling with this disease. So one thing I'm really curious about before we go into like what triggers your anxiety etc I feel like I've I've read that one in five uni students struggle with anxiety or depression and further in the Herald they talked about how that's particularly concentrated with a lot of first year students. So how are you, but when I go to uni, because I've started this year, I haven't heard anyone apart from you be so open with it, even though they might be struggling with it. So how are you so open? What kind of allows you to be open or just how are you so open with that struggle, I guess? Um, I guess for me, it's not necessarily something as I see as deeply personal. I mean, obviously it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I know that I know my own story and people can make of my personal information how they want to at the end of the day that's not going to change the reality of it um i found if anything that sharing my experience with people has made things easier yeah i feel like in you when you get older it changes because in high school some people were on disability and it was like a like they were in special exams rooms and it was like a whole keep this quiet yeah of, of what it is and you know, when my mum first said, I want to put you into therapy, I was like, no, I'm not a crazy person, you know? Yeah. So I had that own stigma about myself. And, you know, to this day, it's something that I guess every no one really wants to be weak. So yeah. you don't want to show that with people. And I was kind of naive to how other people would respond to it because I, I didn't have everyone understand me in high school. I was equally as open as I am now. Um, and people said I was attention-seeking or whatever, yeah. you know, all sorts of things. Um. And, you know, you can understand why people may think that. They're misinformed. And just because, you know, you have a certain idea of what a person with anxiety looks like. There's someone who's shy, who doesn't really want to talk. Yeah, they might stutter. That's interesting. They might hunch their shoulders over. If you're someone like me who's quite extroverted, like, obviously, I like socially socialising. I like talking. I'm talking right now. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just oh, I love the sound of my voice. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just a, an extroverted person. I get my energy from other people. 
and often um, it's hard to tell that someone's suffering with anxiety. Yeah. I can be in the middle of a conversation with you and my heart is racing and I feel totally, you know, on edge and you won't be able to tell. So, you know, I understand the apprehension for why people don't talk about it. How I'm so open to it, to go back to the question you actually asked me. <laughs> no, no. Um, I guess my parents are both sufferers. Yeah. A lot of my family are. It's obviously part genetic, part cultural or whatever. Um, so I guess I've never necessarily seen that same stigma. And I feel like when I when I met people like you who are so open, it makes me feel a lot better. I, don't, I wouldn't say I have, like, diagnosed anxiety, but there have definitely been situations, like events, that I don't want to go into and I just start like, crying or panicking or whatever. Um, and I feel like it's allowed me to be a bit more open about that and think that that's normal. Like, when I'd be, like, outside something and I don't want to go in because I just feel uncomfortable in that situation, I'd be like, oh, calm down, like, you look you look stupid. But if that's how you're feeling, that's how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. and, like, you know, you see people crying in public all the time. If you pay attention when you're walking down the street, you kind of see that. And, I mean, I've been at work before and a customer, her... For context, I work in a, in a fashion store. Um, she was trying on a dress and she the zipper broke and she needed that dress immediately because she was going away the next day and whatever. She had no time to buy another dress. That was the dress she wanted. The zipper broke. She started freaking out and she actually said, oh, my God, I have anxiety. I think I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. And I said to her, oh, my God, I also have anxiety. Did you want me to leave you? Did you need space or did you want me to stay here and talk to you? She's like, no, stay here. It makes me feel better. But you actually realise... You know, as you go through life, a lot of people have this condition. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we can control our emotions and our thoughts to a degree, but there, are, everyone has those days where it gets ahead of you and you break down in public or, you know, you're at school at uni and you're feeling really bad and anxious or whatever. Everyone has that. And it's totally normal. We're humans. We all have those moments of vulnerability and of, like, complete fear or especially sufferers of anxiety. It's quite intense, obviously. Um, So, like, I don't see the need to be ashamed of something that is totally common and understandable. So let's talk symptoms. What do you... Because I think it's different for everyone what they feel. So for me, I'll, I'll feel really, like... Like, I want to do 100 things at once and I'll just be, like, all over the place and maybe some tears. I don't know. But what do you find happens to you in terms of symptoms or... Not even symptoms, like, why you're having an anxiety attack. Oh, God. Um, my, my panic attacks are quite extreme, to be honest. I've had um, panic attacks where I've become almost, um, like... Paralyzed, yeah. yeah. Like, I haven't been able to move. My body's been so full of adrenaline that my... My limbs have sort of seized up. Wow. Um, and I, like, have been in some weird sort of fetal positions, um, just crying, like, hysterically. Um, definitely tears for me. Um, but that's probably good because the longer you start sort of feel these symptoms of anxiety without having a panic attack is often worse. Like, mm. that prolonged anxiety as opposed to, you know, a quick reaction within 10 minutes. But physically... For me personally, I have a lot of gut issues because of it. So yeah, adrenaline is actually not very good for your digestive system. And that's what anxiety is. It's an overproduction of adrenaline in your system. So um, that's why you can get quite nauseous. Um, some people vomit or have diarrhea because your gut goes into shock. Yeah. Um, you also have that sort of like palpitation, heart racing. That can be really frightening because you're like, I'm having a heart attack when you're not. Um, shortness of breath 
and inability to breathe. Often, like at the end of the day, I'll notice that my chest is all tight and I haven't been breathing properly and I'm kind of dizzy, but I haven't even registered that I've been anxious. Wow. Okay, now let's talk triggers, etc. So that's my first question. What What do you think, or do you, I mean, they might just be, might just be random for some people, but what do you think triggers your anxiety? Because I've heard for some people it might be like, I know people who can't be late to anything mm. because walking in, for example, to a universe, like a, a tutorial late, will freak them out because all, all eyes will be on them sort of thing, even if they're just a couple of minutes late. So what do you think triggers, do you think you could, you know certain things that would trigger your anxiety? I used to have a lot more triggers when I had phobias. So I used to be, I used to have a severe phobia of vomiting, um, yeah. hypochondria, um, germophobia, and all sort of illness, disease-related phobia, bug phobia, like um, phobia of swimming in the beach for a few years, like all sorts of things. So obviously the triggers in those situations, for example, germophobia is germs. So someone coughing, if someone was coughing in public, I'd hold my breath until I was away from that person. Oh, my gosh. So sometimes I'd be holding my breath for like 30 seconds straight. I was like, I'm not breathing in the vicinity of this person. Um and like things like not having sanitizer on me. So I still carry sanitizer, but I don't yeah. use it all the time like I used to. It's like a hygiene thing for me more than anything. Um, you know, so another phobia, I because I was explaining the gut issues I have earlier on, um, they give you severe nausea. And because I was afraid of vomiting, I always was worried I was about to vomit, which would make me more anxious and more nauseous. Yeah. I'd never actually vomit, but... Um, if I ever had an upset stomach, that would trigger a really big anxious response in me. Uh, um, even if you weren't, even, even if nothing if was happening, yeah, yeah. Even if nothing was happening, yeah. like, because I had to get used to the chronic condition in my gut issues. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people who suffer from the same gut issues that I do actually have that, have described that fear because you don't know when you're going to get sick randomly. You, mm. You're sitting in a car, and if you're like, I've got an hour car trip, you don't know if you're going to get sick or not. Yeah. So those sorts of things. But I guess um, for me, my issue has always been with uncertainty. So nowadays, I'll sort of panic and freak out if someone hasn't responded to a text of mine. Yeah. Like, what have I said wrong? You know, all that sort of anxiety that comes. So it's like overthinking to an extreme. Do you I think? don't necessarily think you can overthink, but it's it's thinking incorrectly. So it's so maybe someone's just busy and they haven't gone to your yeah, text, but you'll you'll be but you're worrying. not thinking that you're thinking this person doesn't like me. I yeah. said something wrong. Like so, you're not overthinking. You're actually just thinking wrong, and you're thinking about the wrong thing. Um, yeah. I also think, yeah. I mean, everyone's triggers are going to be different, but. I think sometimes some people get quite anxious hearing about anxiety being talked about as well. Yeah. Like, so some people like, let's not talk about it. it it's going to make me anxious if we talk about it. I'm, I'm not really like that. So I guess that's another reason to be open is if you can tell people your triggers, they can keep them away from you, you know? Yeah. You don't have to face the cost. If your friend's really sick, they're going to be like, I know that you're afraid of germs. We shouldn't hang out today. I'm going to be coughing everywhere. It's going to freak you out. You okay. Know? Yeah. Or um, don't don't come into the garden right now and then come back inside and say, yeah, there was a spider in there. I know you're afraid of spiders. You don't even have to say it. But, like, just keeping someone away from whatever phobia they have as well and that trigger, if you can and if it's logical to do so, like, is another reason why you should be open so that, you know, yeah. your friends can help you out in those situations. So when you're, let's say you're out, you're close to some, like back then when you had the mm-hmm. phobia and there's someone coughing close to you and you're kind of getting anxious about it. Mm-hmm. 
How do you, does, was that like a visible sign? Could people tell? Um, I think in extreme cases of anxiety, people could tell. Yeah. But often it just comes across as general neurosis or just a, a little quirky personality thing. And sometimes if you're not saying anything and if you're just walking on the street on your own, then no, there's no way you could tell. Okay. I mean, you know, especially with the germophobia, you don't want to offend other people and make them feel like they're dirty, but that's exactly what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of keep to yourself and then you just go to the bathroom and wash your hands five times over. I still, to this day, when I wash my hands, do wash quite thoroughly. I take a few pumps, wash it, take a few pumps and wash, wash again. It. Yeah. Um, which I learned after working in hospitality, seeing the sheet on how to wash your hands <laughs> properly. I now follow every instruction. Um, but it doesn't inhibit my life. Okay, let's talk help and how you're dealing with it. Okay. Because, and I know obviously like everyone should get a therapist, a therapist yeah, and like so medical expensive. medical professional help. Um, and def- we're not trying to be replace that in any way. But how how have you like personally? Not mm. this is not like an advice to everyone to do the same thing. But how have you found? How, what methods have you found have helped you? For me personally, um, distraction therapy was really important. So yeah. um, finding ways to take my mind off the anxious thing because the, the anxiety inducing inducing thing. Sorry. Um, because often, like, you know, talking about it isn't going to make you feel much better. So, like, if it's something, you know, like a phobia or whatever, there's no need to be sitting here wondering how many people have gastro and whether you're going to get... You know, like, you should be focusing on something else. But, I mean, a- a- anxiety in every case is quite different. In terms of getting help, um, it has to come from you. People have to know that you're suffering. So if I wasn't the kind of person who externalised my anxiety, I probably still wouldn't be in therapy, okay. you know? So, because my mum could see me, ex- like, talking about all these things I was worried about and freaking out and crying, and it was very external response. It was it was um, a way of me trying to get help from Or ask her for help, yeah. ask her for help. If she hadn't seen that and recognised that in me from her own understanding of her own anxiety and luckily been able to afford therapy, yeah. even though sometimes I do sort of ration my sessions because they are very expensive, mm. um, like long term to be doing that um, I wouldn't be in therapy so the reason why I started therapy was I was actually forced to go I wouldn't have gone on my own so I totally understand when people don't want to get help because they feel too proud they feel like it's not their issue that's not me um, in order to get help you need to not have that stigma and what do you think about like so there are a lot of people so let's say there's someone who's reaching out for help but the person they're reaching out to, for example. Like, I know a lot of people who might not see it as an issue like anxiety and might see it as, like, not working hard. Like, someone, for example, let's say someone gets... I actually know people, like, someone gets anxiety in an exam and totally freezes and kind of doesn't write anything or writes the wrong thing, even though they've studied, they've done what they're supposed to. Then guardians or whoever they go to will be like, oh, you didn't study hard enough. Mm. I took a friend's sister... So my friend um, moved away for a while. She's travelling and studying overseas. And her little sister's here in high school. And she's been having a lot of anxiety. So I actually... she Her parents didn't want her to see a counsellor. They didn't understand her anxiety. They said yeah. she needed to get over it. She needed to grow up, all that stuff. So I actually got my friend's sister and I took her to Headspace. Because Headspace wow. is... You just walk in, 
you just set up a time with a counsellor. They're really busy, um, so you have to set up a daytime session every few weeks or something like that. But I walked in and I just did a very simple thing. I just said, hi, this is my friend so-and-so. I was just wondering if we could set her up with a counsellor. And they did that. They gave her all the forms, set her up. I left, went you know, shopping around the area waited until she finished and it was all good and now she's set up with a counsellor so like yeah even just that someone who can just take that first step with you and take you to a therapist because it's really daunting walking in for the first time but you know another thing is unfortunate there's a lot unfortunately there's a lot of bad therapists out there and a lot of professionals will say that there are people in this field that aren't doing it well Mm. so you know if you find someone and you've had a few sessions with them and you don't like them by all means move on try and find someone new as well because you've got to find someone that you trust that you feel like is giving you good advice um on the flip side therapy is not going to be all fun and games you're going to hear things that you don't want to hear about yourself it's very confronting and exhausting at times and you're constantly sort of facing your own flaws or yeah that's how I feel it's really facing yourself isn't it? Yeah. like digging into yeah. yourself so yeah. that's another reason why people don't want to yeah. go but it, it can often get to a point beyond no return um and I'm glad I got into therapy you know when my after my anxiety had been exacerbated mm. for a little while because I feel like if I had let it go on further I don't know how much worse my condition would have got so even if I haven't necessarily gotten much better which I have but there, it's, it's a very slow process. Even if you're not necessarily making leaps and bounds and all of a sudden, you know, you're the totally most, like, stress-free, carefree, live-and-let-live sort of person, you're not deteriorating. So often having just some network like that, some professional support as well, can help you from deteriorating. Yeah, I think it's really important. Like, even... So I don't face anxiety on a daily basis, but even just knowing that when you step into uni with 80, 90,000 people, everyone's going through something, I think, and it might not even be the person you think it is. There are so many people that, like, I've I've thought had the perfect lives and were so amazing, and then I found out something so saddening or so, you know, like, that they've gone through something so horrific and you wouldn't even know by looking at them. So I think it's really important to remember that, and if you are struggling, it's okay. Thank you, Angelica. Um, before, we always like playing games, university podcasts. So we have a game for you today. Would you rather? Some fun would you rathers. Okay. So would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Always be 10 minutes late. You, me I'm too. Such, I feel I'm like a lot of people. Oh, I, I tend to <laughs> oblige you. I was 40 minutes late for lunch today, wasn't I? That yeah. wasn't my fault. That was, that you was had public it. transport. Okay, would you rather never use social media sites, and we know you, I know you love Instagram, or apps again, or never watch another movie or TV show? Never use social media. I, uh, I went off social media at a point in my life because I find, actually, talking about triggers, yeah. that, that can be a huge yeah. trigger for Oh, yeah, it yeah. can. A lot of people hate it, and you sort of go, oh, my God, everyone's happy, and I'm not, and, you know, but um, or it's just, like, too much. So I've gone off social and it's actually very liberating and enjoyable after a while. Really? Yeah, no, it, always takes, it takes a few weeks of deleting and re-downloading and deleting and re-downloading and then you completely detox and you're like I don't need this would you rather take amazing selfies but all your other pictures are horrible or have breathtaking photographs but all your selfies are horrible uh, my selfies have to be a bomb I'm sorry so you'd rather just have yeah. all selfies yeah all selfies who cares about the ocean it's pretty <laughs> would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city you were born in never be able to leave because moving's hard 
hard. And if you're close to your family, like I know you yeah, are, it's I'm very difficult. Yeah, but yeah. also like, you know, moving every week as well, you would never build any connections with anyone. Yeah, like, no, you wouldn't. But you'd also get to see a lot of places. Oh, you can see a lot of places on the internet. <laughs> provided that you don't, that you choose to have the internet as opposed to heating. As opposed oh, to heating, provided <laughs> in the previous question you had chosen. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angelica, no for being worries. on. It was a really great discussion and good luck for second year and the rest of the holidays. Too, and Chat to me anytime. We will. We'll, Give me a call. We will. And we'll have you on for something else very soon. Thank you. Thank you to all our <laughs> Thank you to all our listeners for listening in today. Um, as always you can follow us on Instagram at University Podcast and Facebook at University Podcast to see when we'll be uploading next. Thanks for listening. Bye.